Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the ACL. Dan is back with us. Hey, Dan, welcome back to 2020. Great to be here, Neil. Hey, Dan, there's been some really disturbing developments in the ACT, and uh, I'm not sure whether listeners realise just how significant these developments are, but... Uh, There's uh, some some things that have been happening around the Calvary Hospital where the ACT government is mandatorily acquiring Canberra's Calvary Hospital. Uh, Give us some insight here into just how significant this issue is. Well, Neil, I think, you know, you and I and your listeners, we probably thought we've seen everything. But what we've seen here is the Greens and Labor government here in the ACT targeting uh, the takeover of Calvary Hospital, uh, which is, you know, the only Catholic hospital uh, here in the ACT. You know, there's Canberra Hospital, there's the, the government hospitals, and, for the, you know, since about 1979, there has existed Calvary Hospital, which is run by the little company of Mary um, Healthcare. Now, the little company of Mary, they don't provide elective abortions, and they'll have no part of euthanasia when that is, you know, inevitably past here in the next few months. So for some uh, six months or so, we understand there's been a group of about 50 public servants uh, uh, working away on how to uh, you know, seize this hospital. And so on about the 10th of May, without uh, any prior warning, uh, they advised that they're going to compulsorily acquire uh, this hospital. And on the next day, the very next day, there was legislation in the ACT Assembly uh, to do exactly that. And this uh, is intended to be voted on on the 31st of May. And Neil, um, you know, the Greens and the and Labor have the numbers here and essentially they can, they can do whatever they like. Uh, but we'll make sure that they hear from us on the way through and uh, that um, uh, this matter, you know, won't be forgotten um, at the election this is a very serious uh, ideological seizure of a Catholic hospital. We've not seen the likes of this anywhere in Australia before. Just to pause here, Dan, because talking about the seriousness of this and talking about the way Australia has been uh, for its whole history, this opportunity that the church has had to uh, to uh, you know, expand, uh, to build those sorts of service facilities like hospitals and schools and aged care and any number of other community welfare facilities, when you've got government forced acquisition like this, doesn't that mean that all of the assets that have been built over all of this time then become in some ways vulnerable? Is that, a, is that drawing too long a bow? Um, well, compulsory acquisition can happen by a government and as long as it happens on just terms, you know, we remember the Castle case, if they've got to build an airport or there's some um, compelling reason to take out some houses, uh, a government will have to provide uh, just terms. So um, uh, there, there are no uh, just terms here agreed with Calvary. Uh, you know, they, they may have to, uh, the government will have to cop up some dollars at some point 
but they're clearly um, moving in on an ideological basis. We know this, Neil, because there was a report that was tabled a month ago uh, in April uh, saying that um, uh, Calvary Hospital uh, you know, has too much religious overtones and that the government must act. Um, in, in fact, a quote from the uh, report uh, that was provided to the government, um, the medical services offered by Calvary have too much of a religious overtone. And um, we know that the, what the government is trying to do here in the ACT is to make abortion after 16 weeks gestation available at all hospitals. And that would be resisted by Calvary. So um, uh, the idea that they can take over land for an airport on just terms, we learned that from the castle, that's understandable. Uh, but the idea of taking over a hospital because it won't perform abortions or euthanasia uh, is absolutely unheard of. And, um, of course, they're couching this in terms of infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they cannot hide from the report that came out only a few weeks earlier uh, saying that Calvary had too much of a religious overtone. And, you know, we, we've got to get a bit of outrage here, Neil. We've got a town hall meeting tonight. Uh, here in Canberra, which will happen um, at the Catholic Cathedral in the hall. Adjacent to that, Father Tony Percy, uh, who's the head of the task force uh, that's pushing back on this, will speak. Wendy Francis will, John Steenoff from the Human Rights Law Alliance. Uh, and, you know, we're expecting a full hall there uh, as we uh, talk to people about, um, you know, writing to and bombarding their local ACT Assembly members. They might do this, uh, but they'll be certainly hearing from us on the way through. Is this a freedom of religion issue too, Dan? Because uh, we might say, thank God for the Catholic Church, uh, who do have such a strong stance on pro-life issues, uh, that they won't provide abortions, that they won't support euthanasia. Uh, and so when you've got a government coming in and uh, in a heavy-handed way, uh, forcibly acquiring their assets, um, is this a freedom of religion thing? Uh, you know, shouldn't church-run institutions be able to actually make a moral stand on these things? I, I absolutely agree with you, Neil. The idea that, um, you know, religion is just expressed in church on Sunday um, hasn't been the Western or the Australian experience or in any country, to be honest. Uh, the idea that, um, you know, hospitals have been started from this this Christian sense of uh, devotion and goodwill. Um, you've got the nuns uh, who have uh, you know, run this hospital. It's a non-for-profit. Uh, they're not in it for money, um, and but it's the outworking of their Christian faith. And so what's offensive to the, to the Greens, Labor government, is seeing that ethos uh, being expressed. Um, but people love Calvary Hospital. People love the... Um, uh, you know, the presence of the nuns, uh, the pastoral side of it, uh, it's a well-run hospital. And um, one uh, 97-year-old patient of the hospital said that the Calvary should, in fact, be taking over the Canberra Hospital, uh, which is not so well run, uh, and uh, there have been scathing reports about that. Uh, so what, what often happens here, Neil, is people don't put up a fight. Uh, if this happens, then... You know, what would the Daniel Andrews government do with a school that won't toe the line on gender? Um, would there be, you know, could there be, 
uh, takeovers of Christian schools once this mould is broken. If this goes through without a whimper, so to speak, then we have a, a, a new frontier in the battle, government versus church. As you say, Dan Flynn, there needs to be, in this instance, an appropriate level of outrage. That's the word you used a little earlier. And I imagine that this is not just something that people in churches need to be outraged about. I mean, if they're coming for the assets of the church, what's to stop them coming for your assets too? Is is that where things ultimately lead uh, under a government that seizes what it wants? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, that's a sort of a Soviet-style seizure. Um, and, you know, in the Soviet Union, they could take whatever they want, including your family home, um, if they wanted to, or, or dispossess you if you have different political views. So, you know, that'd be, that'd be down the spectrum. Um, we're, we're probably further down the spectrum than we would want to be when we see this, uh, this type of move. I think, Neil, uh, we have a, uh, a campaign that's up at the moment where people are writing to their MPs. Father Percy has an independent um, petition. I think he has 18,000 signatures on that. Um, and uh, we are certainly seeing the Catholic leadership in Canberra here um, you know, rising to its feet, finding their voice and uh, being very mobilised on this. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's, it is great to see uh, cross-denominational support and unity, uh, which we'll be seeing tonight at this meeting um, at the hall at St Christopher's Cathedral. Okay, so St. Christopher's Cathedral in Canberra, that's where the meeting is on tonight. And as you say, Dan, there's a writing campaign. And for listeners, uh, no doubt listeners uh, everywhere can express their outrage here uh, because because this does affect, uh, you know, if if the dominoes start to fall, uh, it could happen anywhere. A writing campaign, the ACL website, acl.org.au. Hey, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a baptism of fire, isn't it, for your new CEO who starts next week, Michelle Pierce, taking up her role in Canberra from next Tuesday. Uh, she's going to need to hit the ground running with these sorts of issues going, Dan. Well, I think that's that's very true, Neil. Uh, Michelle has arrived from London. She's actually in WA, and uh, she did speak uh, a few days ago at a rally for life in Perth. And uh, that footage is available online for people to see. So uh, she's already out, you know, very clearly articulating her view uh, on abortion, uh, that uh, this is um, something that she always thought, you know, as a child, she thought this is an evil that we cannot change. But uh, her views have, have come to the point saying, look, we can, we can change this and she will fight for this. So, she, yes, yeah, she's going to arrive in Canberra with this issue very live. And I, I see also she'll be speaking at the March for Life in Rockhampton on the 27th of May. So, um, uh, yeah, good things in store uh, for us. We have a very uh, pro-life CEO coming in and, and we're going to need it, Neil, because this is definitely the presenting issue. I know that there'll be a lot of people listening to our conversation today, Dan, who are sitting on the edge of their seat already. They will really enjoy meeting Michelle Pierce when she takes up this new role and uh, Tuesday she'll be, the 30th she'll be introduced of to your listeners Neil she'll be she'll be a regular on this program and 
And, um, yeah, your listeners will enjoy conversation with her. We will look forward to it. Hey, just on that uh, that March for Life that's coming up in Rockhampton, this is the first time they've had one of these marches in Rockhampton and a uh, few guest speakers, Senators Matt Canavan, Malcolm Roberts and uh, Rob Norman from the ACL speaking there. Um, for people to be a part of that, uh, Rockhampton listeners right now, this is one of those things, isn't it? No doubt uh, if there's numbers on the street, it makes a big statement. So the meeting will be at 1.30pm at the Amphitheatre in Key Street in Rockhampton. And there'll be some details on the ACL website, no doubt, to be a part of that particular March for Life uh, this coming Saturday in Rockhampton. Hey, let's turn some attention to South Australia, Dan. The loss of fetus bill in South Australia. What's the latest? Well, Sarah Game, who is the one Nation uh, Upper House, or the only One Nation MP uh, in South Australia, uh, she has introduced uh, a new law which has got to be voted upon uh, that if there's a crime and there's um, a, an offence against a pregnant um, woman, no, I said pregnant person there, um, if there's an offence against a pregnant woman, uh, then uh, there will be uh, harsher penalties if there's an impact on that unborn child. So Sarah Game has introduced a bill into the Legislative Council and um, uh, no matter what age that unborn baby is, no matter how many months, uh, that law will apply. So this is similar, Neil, to Zoe's law, which was passed last year in New South Wales. And um, uh, this this is sort of South Australia's version of it. But... Um, there obviously, as every human being would understand, there is incredible grief and loss for anybody who uh, you know, suffers the loss of their unborn child uh, as a result of someone else's dangerous driving or as a result of an, of an assault or domestic violence. And that loss must be recognised in the law. And so this is an important piece of legislation, uh, recognises the incredible hole that... Um, uh, people feel after such a loss and um, you know, recognises that uh, unborn uh, children are people and they matter to other people. So, um, yeah, we look forward to supporting this. And if you're in South Australia, uh, please reach out to Sarah Game, who's a brand new um, member of the Legislative Council, uh, who will be very grateful for your support. An interesting dimension here that on the same day, Sarah Game in South Australia is also bringing a motion on the existence of two genders and the need to use gender-specific pronouns will also be voted on. Uh, that's an interesting development going along with this loss of fetus bill, Dan. Well, it is. That it, you know, what Sarah's saying is she wants uh, members of parliament to be on the record on this question. Uh, are there only two genders. So, you know, this is a bit like the, the, the what is a woman question. In other words, um, you know, uh, don't crab walk away from it. Uh, be on the record about whether there are two genders. So Sarah um, is, is putting this proposition forward. Uh, it is a matter that will be voted on and people will be on the record for this. Um, and I note that the, uh, I mean, she's from One Nation, so she's on the crossbench. Uh, the ALP run the government. They won't be supporting this. The Liberal Party have said they won't be supporting it. So already we've, we've seen that the institutional parties want no part of this. 
But uh, the consequence of the vote is that there will be a tally of those on either side. And this is important because members of parliament are well-paid, generally well-qualified to uh, represent their people, um, uh, their electorates, and uh, they should be able to state such a a simple proposition uh, without walking away from it, worried about their political survival. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because hand in hand with the loss of fetus bill, similar to the Zoe's law in New South Wales, where you have loss of life, supposing it's in you know a car accident, someone's a drunk driver and they've taken out a car and and uh, and mother and child are lost. Uh, interesting, isn't it, that in the womb, when there is loss of life, um, did you lose a boy or did you lose a girl? Uh, that's a simple sort of a question that should be able to be answered, Dan. Absolutely, Neil, absolutely. We've got to go back to basics, and uh, this is the, the sort of the things that children know, uh, but adults get confused by uh, once they uh, walk into this kind of woke atmosphere of political correctness. And, you know, uh, I feel for people who work at large companies, for example, who have to, you know, it's now... It's now 10 o'clock Monday morning. You know, many of them will be diversity training and they'll be, you know, being inducted into the way they should think and believe and what they should and shouldn't say. So um, good on good on Sarah Game um, and uh, the, the clarity is uh, something we commend. Well, let me point listeners to the ACL website. You can find resource. You can keep up to date with some of these developments as they're happening acl.org.au Dan Flynn is Deputy Director at the ACL. Dan, thanks so much for another great update again today on 2020. That's my pleasure Neil, thank you very much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au